The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. grace of God has appeared in salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live life self-controlled, uh, to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are jealous to be jealous. I have a feeling of the next documentary. I can remember watching a BBC Earth documentary and learning that there are some seeds that can last, so they can remain dormant for more than 30 years in a desert. Is that incredible? 30 years beneath the surface, just waiting for conditions to be right for them to flourish and bloom. Imagine one of the most inhospitable places on earth. Then you have this morsel of new life just lying in wait. Such potential, possibly wasted potential. To hope in this world. Is a hope that has no guarantee. There is no guarantee for the seed 
that the rain will fall. It is a desert place. It lies in hope. There is no guarantee at Christmas time that as you rock up to the car park at Westfield that there is going to be a park waiting for you. You might turn up and you might be hoping, you might even pray, Lord, one by the entrance in the shade will be lovely. That's hope, but there's no guarantee of that hope, is there? Maybe you find yourself, you go to the entrance and you find some people that just come out and you start stalking them. They go between rows, you quickly try to duck around the other side, only to find another car has been chanting. They're waiting. The unlocked lights go on the car, out they come and someone else takes it. There's no guarantee that our hope will be realised in this world instantly. But hope in this world isn't just not guaranteed, it's also a fleeting thing. Maybe you've been at an event or something like that, and the person on stage has asked for a volunteer. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'd give that a go. Put your hand up. And as they scan the audience, they lock. And you think they're locked on you. Your hope starts to grow. You're like, it could be me. And you, you might even get up and they go, oh, no, no, not me. The person just behind you. You had some hope, but it was a fleeting hope. It ended up being an unrealized hope. In fact, when hope is not realized, when hope is left unfulfilled, we can actually get a bit upset, can't we? We don't like having our hope unfulfilled, and so we might even say to people, don't get my hopes up. Guaranteed to get a century. That is the hope of this world. Hope can take us to the euphoric heights of optimism, but it, it can actually also take us to the depth of cynicism. At best, hope in this world is a game of chance. Maybe you'll, you'll win the prize. But also, maybe it'll feel more like a punishment to have hope and have it unfulfilled. That is the hope of this world. But that is not the hope of God's people. For God's people, hope is indeed a gift of God. For God's people, hope is guaranteed it will be fulfilled. For God's people, hope will endure. And it does this because for God's people, Jesus is our hope. It sounds a bit like a Sunday story, doesn't it? What's the answer, Jesus? It can sound a bit like a trump card in a conversation, can't it? Other than my hopes in Jesus. So let's look at why Jesus is the guarantee and enduring hope of God's people. And let's start with the fact that Jesus 
and to hope for Israel. It was their hope for salvation. Israel were hoping for this, this offspring to come. This offspring of, of Abraham, of his family line, this, this offspring of Judah. This future king in the line of David. The hope in the Old Testament was that God would bring about this Messiah. This future king who would save his people. But Jesus isn't just the hope of Israel, he is also the hope of humanity. You see, right back in the Garden of Eden, when sin enters the world in Genesis 3.15, God promises that there is hope. There is hope for Adam and Eve. There is hope for humanity. A hope of an offspring who will defeat the evil one. Who will defeat sin and death. And through the Old Testament, this, this theme of hope for his offspring, this future king, this Messiah, grows. And then we get to this bloke called Simeon in the New Testament. It's in Luke chapter 2. Listen to Simeon as I read the, the hope that he has. Luke chapter 2, verses 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He, that is, Simeon, took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people a life for, for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon's hope has been fulfilled, and he rejoices. If he was a sports commentator, he might say, the hope of the nations rests on the shoulders of Jesus. It is the same for us. It is the same for humanity. Jesus coming into this world is the context of our hope. He is what our hope is built on. We see that in Titus chapter 2, verse 11. The grace of God has appeared in salvation for all people. Jesus was the embodiment of God's grace. So when he appeared, God's grace comes to the world. Jesus is also the source of God's grace, and through his death in our place, 
we receive it. He's begging for salvation that brings humanity life. It can bring humanity back into relationship with God. Romans chapter 10. Because if we confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For the heart one and with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him. That is, Jesus will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the, name, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus is our hope for salvation. 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sin, he was. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Jesus is the context of our hope. Salvation is possible only through Jesus. Without Jesus, the thought of salvation is so not only is Jesus the context of our hope, he is also the object of our hope. It's like the school bell on that last day of Jesus, isn't it? The object of their hope is that final bell for the day, for the, day the final bell for the year. Jesus is also the object of our hope. We hope that he will appear again. Don't we? Our hope is that he will once, once again return and draw people, gather his people to himself. And we wait for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. In each of the Gospels, Jesus tells his disciples, I'm going to come again. I will return again. He says in John 14, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may also, you may be also. Jesus returned to come and gather his people to himself is a reason to hope, isn't it? Longing for the day where our Savior will come and gather us to Himself. And we'll enjoy His presence, His life forever. 
And as God has promised and fulfilled His promises throughout Scripture, we know that He will do so in the future. As He has promised, an offspring of Eve will come and defeat the evil one. And then fulfill that promise. When that hope was fulfilled, in that same vein, as Jesus promises, I will come again and you will be with me forever. That promise is also guaranteed. Our hope is also guaranteed in Jesus. The Titus 2 doesn't just give us this idea that there is, there is a guaranteed hope and an enduring hope. There's also some stuff in the middle. Some stuff where the Apostle Peter would say, we are to have a living hope. So we're not to be like those seeds lying dormant in the desert. As Christians, we're not to just be lying under the surface, waiting for conditions to be just right for us to then spring forth and bloom. Christian hope is not to be a dormant hope, but to be a living hope. It's not one that would be, it would make, wouldn't make sense for the Christian not to have a living hope, but to just lie dormant. It would be like a worker going to work in the morning, clocking on and then just going and sitting in the lunchroom for the day, waiting for that bell at the end of the day. To go home. It doesn't make sense. It would be like that parent dropping their child off at school in the drop-off zone and then just doing a lap around and joining the line and waiting for pick-up time later. Doing nothing with their time for a whole day. It doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense that the Christians would have a dormant hope where they would seek to just hide below the surface and wait for the day in the future when Jesus will come in the No, we're to have a living hope, an active hope. And that is possible because the Lord God has given us His Spirit. A Spirit that trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, upright and godly lives in this present time. It's a Spirit that enables us to live lives where we are zealous for good works. And the, war, the more we allow the Holy Spirit to do that in us, the more we allow ourselves to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit, the more we'll be like seeds in the desert that flourish irrespective of their surroundings. We become like vegetation in the desert place. We become like a place of shade in a sport environment. We, can't, we become a place of hope in an experience of hopelessness. 
That is the life that Christians are called to here and now. Because we are called to be people who have a guaranteed hope and an enduring hope. We are called that no matter what the circumstances are around us, that because our hope is in Jesus, we flourish. We're not people who seek to escape the hardships of life around us. We acknowledge that this is indeed a wilderness place. This is a desert place. Yet because our hope is not in great health, great wealth, great comfort, because our hope is in Jesus, the God who comes and enters the desert place, who endures the desert place. Because our hope is in Jesus, we can be the seeds that bloom. And so as we go through the difficulties of life, if we're willing to be vulnerable, we're a place that is attractive. We're the the hopeless see hope, and they are drawn to us. And you say, what is your hope in? How can you possibly flourish in a place like this? Because we have a Saviour who has endured this place. We have a God who is faithful to his promises. And we have a Savior who has said he will once again return. And we have the Holy Spirit who will be our source of strength, who is our guarantee. God has left us here. We remain here because this world needs a snippet of paradise in the desert. And so our, my encouragement to you is today. As we fix our eyes on Jesus and what he has done for us, and what he thinks he will come and do to us. Lord, God, friends, my encouragement to you is that when your health takes a turn for the world, you cry and say, Lord, to seems hopeless. Help me have hope in you. When a relationship breaks down, when a financial breaks down, our hope is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Not in escaping his place of hope. 
Friends, we're not to be like the sea that buries itself in the sand, lying dormant, waiting for a better day. Our hope is to be one that flourishes now. Our hope is to be one that lives. Father, we thank you that you are God and faithful to your promise. We thank you that you are God who comes near, who enters our world. We thank you that because of your faithfulness, our hope is guaranteed. Because of your faithfulness, our hope can endure. Lord, help us to be people who have a living hope, an active hope, who are willing to, to flourish now despite our circumstances. Because we are a people who follow our Lord Jesus. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.